0: or Gaming Fighter Podcast. Simply shuffle up the cards, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Once again, that is poddex.com. And make sure to use the promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. This episode is powered by Poddex. What up, fanboys and fangirls and non-binaries? Welcome again to another edition of the Talking Pop Podcast. The one podcast on all things pop culture. I'm your host, Stefan Chai. Of course, joining me again is the one and only Biko. Hello. Guys, we have to start this episode on a sad note. Um, with all these like legends of entertainment and sports are passing away. Um, you know, the one they hit us hard was Betty White. Because I think to me, by the way, she was like everyone's grandma, basically.
1: Who has a plate?
0: That's a late. Yeah, late. She was. And then, to
1: close off the year, technically.
0: And then John Madden, who we grew up oh, yeah. listening to John Madden and this yeah. question, not just the video game guys, he was a coach. He was a former player, coach of the Raiders. He won a Super Bowl with the Raiders. Um, and he was like, honestly, growing up, listening to him and Pat Summerall calling plays, of course, he went to video games as well. But to me, he was an epitome of football. It's like you couldn't watch a game without hearing John Madden. You know, it, it sucks, you know. And he was a guy that, you know, he's the one that came up with the whole teleprompter, like... With the drawing on the teleprompter and stuff. And showing which... Nowadays, if you look at now... Ever since he retired from SportCast in 2009, no one has done it.
1: Uh, like, what do you mean?
0: Like, drawing on the, on the actual thing.
1: Oh, yeah, I feel like it'd be... Uh,
0: it's because he kind of, like, pretty much, weird. you know... He pretty much, like, created that whole thing about well, it. Well, because... He was a
1: coach. He mm-hmm. was the, probably one of the best coaches to do it, right? I didn't, and I didn't learn about... The, I learned a lot more from him uh, listening to Bill Burr's podcast because he's a big NFL guy. Like, that guy... And he says it a lot. I think he just doesn't open it up more about it on mm-hmm. his own stuff. But I heard Rogan talking about it, Like, that Burr's knowledge of, like, 70s and 80s era NFL football is insane. Like, he does know his
0: stuff. Like, his sports stuff. Yeah, I like um, listening. Yeah, and, and,
1: like, he talked about... Uh, a little more about how Madden came to prominence. Because, like, I – like, you you know, like, I don't really fuck with football like that. But um, everyone knew, like, Mad. the name Madden was synonymous with football. So, like, you didn't – there was not a separation of church and state there. It was yeah. – Madden was, like, the epitome of football. And so, like, to see him kind of bring not only his knowledge of the game, because he was successful at it, he won – he was what, the only coach to win the ring with the Raiders or something like that. I can't remember, but like, he was a successful coach, a successful uh, player, I believe, and a successful analyst at that. Probably one of the best to ever do it. And um, and like you mentioned, drawing on the on the screens and him kind of sh- letting the general audience.
0: Understand how the game is playing the straight and also used. working with like the like with EA Sports to bring you know, yeah, football to, to like the portal market to, to get people engaged in the football in video games, yeah, not just the Americans,
1: games. yeah. And, and he was incredible for that and like made it entertaining, obviously, like him providing the character. and it, it was incredible to see him kind of like close out his lifespan with himself getting to watch the documentary of his life. Mm-hmm. being showed out the weekend that he passed away so it's kind of weird that like it's a co- it's a coincidence that like he got to see the documentary he spoke highly of it and really hey, i gotta check and that and out all bad anyway,
0: because i heard it's like really good
1: yeah so it's just like it's it's interesting how this past like, i, I want to say these past two weeks from transitioning from december into the new year of january it's been uh interesting to see like betty white pass away on december 31st people kind of playing jokes about it i am sure there's gonna be stand-ups using that and for bits for date for years to come um it's funny that she was a lot like i heard a bit i think from a joke uh, from a stand-up saying like betty knew something before we did because she she said nope to 2022 it's right before it even came so it's kind of crazy to, like what does she know that we didn't know Mm-hmm. But,
0: uh, yeah, and then we... And she's, we, like, the most humblest person ever. Like, she was really humble. I mean, can, how
1: can you not be, right? She she had a successful a successful run in Hollywood from, what, her early days and, and to what is now, basically. So it's like she's always been in the limelight. They've always had nice things to say about her. It seemed like she carried herself with the same type of poise. So it's like if you see a lot of people come out and they always have nice things to say, and then you always are going to have their... Your media slanders, bring up some like not so great stuff about the person. All in all, like we'll we'll probably see that with Bob Saget. Uh, obviously, because he's uh, was definitely known for for the, the the stuff he did on TV and as well as the movies when he started his career, and then obviously stand up being. The complete opposite of, of what was represented on TV and oh yeah so like people only had two ideas right like, we we knew him from Danny Tanner and America's funny home some videos. videos yeah the host like, those yeah. were those were night and day right and then, but we like, didn't
0: see we didn't know that Bob Sagitt off like basically off screen like
1: yeah yeah like we didn't know he was a stand-up I, I didn't know about it that until a little later um, when I found out that he did stand up and then uh, I actually got to see him
0: uh, he might have opened up. Cause I know you went to like like before pen like pre COVID, you went to a lot of like comedy shows. Yeah, I and you guess. did see did you see Bob Saget like before? And reason why we guys we're talking about Bob Saget if you have not been informed, of course, are our international listeners. Um. Bob Sackett was recently, they found him dead in his hotel room on early, like, Sunday morning.
1: Yeah, he was probably... And he was
0: in Orlando. Um, tour
1: stop, yeah. And
0: he was doing this tour. He was actually doing his comedy tour, Started in Florida, and and he was in Jacksonville, That he was in Orlando, because he did a show in Jacksonville, and he got to Orlando, like, late in the evening, and... He put a tweet like around 2 o'clock in the morning about how he had a great stand-up gig at Jacksonville. He was looking forward to working in Orlando, and people wanted to see him, to check out his website for the dates and stuff. It looked like he was like back at it again, because, and then all of a sudden, you know, you know, they apparently he was unresponsive, I guess, to the wake-up call, or he probably had a wake-up call or something scheduled, and they, they couldn't respond, so they called the sheriff's department, and they went to go investigate, and... He was declared dead the scene. Apparently, right now they're saying there's no foul play or drugs played a role. Right now, it's they're still doing like reports and stuff to see what happened. You know, people are probably saying there might be a heart attack. He might have had a heart attack or episode or something, or he probably passed away in the sleep. Or you know, it, it's up in the air right now. But it's a biggest shock, especially like in the, com- in the comedy world, and also, of course, you know, Dan, you know him in the 80, late '80s, you know. With Full House and stuff and, you know, playing the TV dad. He was, like, everyone's TV dad, basically. And um, just... It was a shocker because I started listening to him last couple years during the pandemic. He decided to do a podcast when it, when we were all in lockdown and stuff. He was just doing a podcast where he was giving, like, dad, like, that Danny Tanner advice.
1: Yeah, it was pretty funny. It was good. It was just random people calling in and he'd just be his funny self and just I'd get really good advice. Like, it wasn't... Like, yeah, he would play around with the people. Like, I think he had a couple sorority girls call in sometimes, and he was funny with that. But, like, overall, it, was, it seemed like it was a genuine podcast. And you had mentioned off the air that, like, he did it for, like, just out of the pure, I want to say the pure intention of just lending an open ear. Mm-hmm. Like, a listening ear for people who were feeling like they weren't being, like, they weren't able to kind of, you know, just, just vent. Um, And sometimes, like, you need that in your life if you don't have friends or, you know, just to have a neutral ear that you may, you know, they'd have no idea who you are, but you just need someone who can possibly provide a different perspective, and um, anyone who's a fan of Bob Saget would, like, would love to like I'm sure call in when he had the show going and, and look look for some advice like I, I listened to it pretty early on when he first was rolling out a couple albums.
0: yeah I listened to a few of them too um,
1: and it was good so like it, it, it is sad to hear like just to hear about the passing of him like, just cause like he was a big part of our childhood and-
0: yeah cause I didn't know about it till I think it was the last night when I was going through Facebook and stuff and just because I have like combuckcom I had those on there just to like pop like breaking news and stuff, and they just popped it up there. Like I say a lot of our friends, our mutual friends, and old classmates were saying, you know, RIP Bob Saget. I'm like, what the heck's going on? And that's when I clicked on the article, and it said TMZ reported, and you know, and it just wow, it was shocking that you know, just a random. Thing and they were like, oh no, not Bob Saget. It's like, what the heck, you know? Yeah,
1: just random.
0: And and it's great today, and I just looked today, and then, um, a lot of the his former co-stars. Started, like, going yeah. on Twitter and and saying stuff. And I'm going to go ahead and try to pull up um, a few of them. Let me see if I can pull up.
1: Like some
0: tweets? Some tweets. I know John Stamble said something. Dave Coulier said something. The oh, Austin yeah. Twins. That was the first tweet I read. Really um, Candace Cameron Burr. I think Adam Sandler did a... He posted a picture of Bob Saget on his Facebook. Say, you're know, RIP legend, you know. Yeah. Um, let's see here. And this is the tweet that Bob Saget put out This is before he passed um, This is was his last Basically his last tweet Saying, love tonight's show At, at PV Concert Hall, Jacksonville Appreciative audience Thanks again to Real Tim Wilkins for opening I had no idea, did a two hour set tonight Happily addicted again to this shit Check BobSaget.com for my dates in 2022 And that was what he posted That was the 9th at 2.42am That was like his last tweet And It's like a picture of him, you know, a selfie of him you know, and then this is what, what happened. This is from the sheriff's department when they, they says early day deputies were called to carlton Orlando. Grand Lakes were called by an in a hotel room. The man was identified as Robert Sagan and pronounced deceased on scene. Detectives found no signs of foul play of drugs in this case. So, it's like, you know, those two tweets And the me see if I can pull up. But, do you have any more memories of Bob Sagan while well, I'm looking for these two tweets?
1: Yeah, I can, yeah, I I just pull up his Wikipedia and I'm already, like, kind of getting, what is that, like, a wave of, like, oh yeah, that's right, like, just reading from, so, like, at least if you go on the Wikipedia page, his Wikipedia page, they break down, like, his career with specific years from, like, the year of range, right, so, like, he, he had a short stint as a member of the CBS, the morning program, early 87, which... Help lead him into getting casted as Danny Tanner in Full House, which obviously you know it became a humongous success. Ran for, I think it was like six seasons, camera five seasons, but like it's basically saying like he he made a name for himself on TV just from the start, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, he did, look at that just from the top, like just from the Nielsen ratings, just from Full House alone, like it, it hit the top thirty within the first three seasons. And then in 1989 Saga became became as the host Of America's 21 videos Yep And he held it Until 1997 And then he was Doing sitcoms from there Then he was The uh, narrator Of Ted Mosby and, and, and How I Met Your Mother Like future Ted Mosby So like He just has Numerous things And he He definitely was What From what I remember Seeing a little older Is when he was Coming out And Curb Your Enthusiasm mm-hmm. um, Cause he does play Like He plays himself Technically, like, but,
0: an, like an embellished version of himself. Yeah,
1: more. Yeah. So like
0: they call it like they when it, like they say Bob
1: but he's like
0: like an overly embellished, his, Yeah, like an overly super, embellished. That's why when they do shows like Entourage and stuff, how they have like actors on an entourage, like besides the main cast, they'll have like the actors on there, but they're like embellished versions of themselves. Yeah, I mean I don't know what I they, haven't seen Entourage, so i oh, might have to God, check it out.
1: Yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, it's funny when they say embellished on entourage because I don't half the time it didn't even. I feel like the whole show is like that, so it didn't mm-hmm. even matter. Especially because Mark Wahlberg wrote it or produced it because it's his yeah. life. So like, he he's definitely he was definitely pretty crazy in that one, but like it seemed like he was just doing the normal things he was doing behind the scenes. Like he he had his issues like he, he like anyone else. But um, I remember seeing him in those in that show and then seeing him in Curb just because he was always fan, uh, friends with Jeff Garland and uh, Larry Dave and stuff like, they always hung around each other. So like, you just have he was doing so many different things, you know.
0: Um, but I remember him too. Besides, like, man, I love Full House when I was watching it back in the day, in the heyday. Because uh, I was like random thing. I was a little kid. I mean, we didn't have that many channels, and remember Full House was on ABC and, yeah. and they started Friday nights and stuff. And turned it on and I see this guy. I'm like, well, who's this tall guy? And it's like. I'm saying I remember America's Funny Some Video was there, but usually that aired that in the afternoons, and he was hosting that as well. So he was doing that and full house. So he had this like demeanor, like this, you know, person that hey I don't know, he had like this aura where you wanna be there and listen to him talk. Like you just wanna be there and listen to him. Because yeah, he played the T V dad and it's like Like he was like the T V dad at Perry much everyone wanted to have, you know, and then find out he did stand up and he was kind of different than how he was, like, off, you know, Full House and America's Funny Home Videos. Because I think what happened with him during that time was, you know, it was kind of hard for him and Jacksonville's Day Cooler because, you know, they probably... You were, you're in a family show. You probably had to act, like, a certain way outside of the show. Like, you couldn't, like, oh, go yeah. crazy. It's kind of hard to contain it because you were representing, like, these characters.
1: And, like, you mentioned, like, and it's the 90s, right? So, like, they every. I want to say, like actors back then, right? I'm sure they had to do deal with some sort of kayfabe in their own industry because, like, you had to what people like the, your audience and fans, quote unquote, can only really get an idea of you outside of the outside of the series if you were doing like press junkets or if you're doing you know daytime TV show spots where like you know you're coming doing the interviews and they, or you're doing the late night shows. So it all depends. Like you don't really get you don't get a chance to really get to know these people unless you're going to go, like, mm-hmm. digging around. Like, obviously, like, comedy fans or stand-up fans have already known that Bob Sag was performing since the 80s. Like, he started in the late 70s in doing stand-up. So, like, for him to get 10 years into it and then start doing TV is, is like, that's that was what it was back then, right? That was kind of the formula for success that most comedian stand-ups were trying to follow. So... For for Bob Saget to kind of gain notoriety and fandom from not only, like, doing TV properties, but also his own stand-up is kind of, like... It's incredible to see, like, the amount of people showing, you know, re- paying the respects. And and uh, even listening to the episode Bill Burpost today on his podcast, like, he, he talks about, like, how just so down-to-earth he met him. And just, like, how when Bob wasn't working, he was... Like creating benefits to help other people. So like he was always just all about helping people. Like even he said that he would keep relationships with comics who are legends now, right? Yeah. But comics who are even like just starting out and stuff, he will go and fly to their shows just to encourage them and support them and, and give them props and to show like you could do this, like you got talent, kid. Like you know he was very supportive of the up and comers and new people, and obviously like the, his his peers and colleagues he's met along the way. So like. I think that that speaks volumes for people that are in, in comedy and just in Yeah, I got to listen to an episode
0: of Joe Rogan when he talked to Bob Sagan and I was listening it's to it. It was actually good. It was a good good episode. Oh my god, I was like years back and just listening to Bob talk about his life when he started like getting to comedy and stuff and you know, like He
1: about like opening for Pryor and stuff. Opening so for Richard Pryor. Like, wow. And yeah, so it's just like you you get to you get to see how stand up was forming. I mean, around, like, probably, probably the almost, like, obviously, like, it's disputed. But, like, probably the best to do it outside of Chappelle. One of the best to do it. Rue Trapire. And then you got Dave Chappelle. Like, so many greats. But, like, in that case, it's like you can hear, you get to see the stories that, that and just the legends he was able to tell. And who he was around. And how mm-hmm. he kind of kept that value of, these guys were showing me the same amount of grace and respect and I want to turn around and do that And so it's like it's very I'm sure it's rare to get that From the people he's probably come up with And to show that he was extending that hand For the new generation of comics coming up And I'm sure it doesn't I mean I don't know In all industries right It's tough to its tough to find that mentorship And so like And what I've heard count, countless times In stand-up comedy That like people Nowadays obviously there's comics who are are just trying to help each other out and there's obviously some that are still a little more like cold so like it's just it's nice to see that like one of the greats to do it was still using his platform his uh his notoriety to help the new generation and like that's all you could hope for for people who found success is to kind of share it and to share their experiences their knowledge and to help not, like, hoard it for themselves because it's just, like... It's it's an art form. It sucks when you're doing an art. We do it enough in business, but, like, with art, art should be definitely something that could be shared. And there's plenty of room for everyone, so I think that's what he was trying to kind of hopefully project when it comes to his work, and he kind of died like Carlin, right? Carlin died in his hotel room, too. Cause he was yeah, apparently. I just so. read,
0: like... Right now, I just pull up. I guess they got the actual reports for right now. It's with the... The examiner just released right now. Um, there's actually more details what happened. I guess they were doing a wellness check. I guess he had a checkout time schedule for Sunday, so he was gonna check out from the hotel. And yeah, it was in the afternoon. Looks like it was four o'clock in the afternoon. So it was, it was in the afternoon yesterday. It was about four o'clock local time. But since they were doing like wellness check. I guess he probably did head up a thing. And um, and according to like the security, um, they, he was laying face up in his bed, left arm over his chest. Ryan laying on the bed and he was clammy and they said they tried to feel pulse and everything and they, that's when they called uh, the sheriff's department to come see it. and then right now the medical exam just released a statement um and according to this it says here so not this is from the chief examiner that worked on it um this is for comic.com so the article um an autopsy was performed, and I quote, according to this press statement. The autopsy was performed this morning by Robert Lane Saget. Mr. Saget, is a 65-year-old male who was found unresponsive in his hotel At This time there is no evidence of drug use or foul play, cause of the matter of death, or pending further studies. An investigation may take up to 10 to 12 weeks to complete. The autopsy report has been finalized. a follow-up press statement will be released. Our condolences go out to Mr. Saget's loved ones during this difficult time. So, so, so far they say there is no foul play or drug use, so... And according to what the security said, they said, his, said he was cold to the touch, yellow, and clammy. So it looks like he went down this piece. And then I just found um, some statements. Um, the Olsen twins released a statement. Um, I know a lot of his former co stars as well. And this is what the Olsen twins said. Let me see. I can pull it up here. Here we go. This is what our statement said. It was a joy statement. They said, Bob was the most loving, compassionate, and generous man. We are deeply saddened that he is no longer with us, but know that he will continue to be by our side to guide us as gracefully as he always has. We are thinking of his daughters, wife, and family, and are sending our condolences. This is what the American Nationalists said. Um. John Stamos said, This is what John Stamos says. I am broken. I am gutted. I am in complete utter shock. I would never have I will never ever have another friend like him. I love you so much, Bobby. Then Dave Coulier said, My heart is broken. I love you, Bob. Oh my
1: god. That reminds me. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: Your forever brother, Dave. And then oh. this is what Candace Cameron posted to her Candace Cameron Burr posted to. I don't know what to say. I have no words. Bob was the best human beings I ever know in my life. I love him so much. So it's like it's it's a shock, you know. And I just found more comedians and stuff as well. Um, Norman Lear said, Bob Saget was as lovely as a human as he was funny. And to my mind, he was hilarious. We're close friends. So can I have him love him more? And um, Craig Thomas, who was one of the co creators of How I Met Your Mother, he said, I don't even know what to say about Bob Sagan. I love him and I'm so lucky to work with someone so funny, so full and kind. His role in how I Met Your mother was a voice in the future, looking back at all of life's complexity with a smile, and that's how I always remember him. Then Josh Redner, who played, you know, Ted, he says, I at least grateful that how Metchamunter brought Bob Saget into my life. I hear his voice in my head for the rest of my days. Aww. Oh. that was nice of him to say that. Um there's a lot. Um, George Wallace, said, four decades of friendship. Had Thanksgiving with Bob once when we were coming up. He cooked the turkey, but had no idea you were supposed to take that innards out we be lost it love you my friend uh, Mark Maron said oh no R.I.P. Bob Saget truly one of the nicest guys and so funny very sad Jim Carrey said he had a big big heart and a wonderfully warped comic mind he gave the world a lot of joy and lived his life for goodness sake then Gilbert Godfrey. still in shock I just spoke with Bob a few days ago we stayed on the phone as usual making each other laugh R.I.P. to friend comedian and fellow aristocrat Bob Saget there's a lot of quotes here. Um, Josh, uh, Jason Alexander. Bob Seyfell, <laughs> I know that people lost loved ones, good people, every day, and no one gets a pass. But the loss of Bob Saget hits deep. If you didn't know him, he was kind and dear and cared about people deeply. He was the definition of a good egg. Too soon he leaves. Mm-hmm. Jason Alexander. Um, Tom Arnold said, the only people who said terrible things about Bob Saget were his best friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, uh, that's, yeah, that's
1: that's what I would hope people would say on my deathbed or um, uh, whatever. Dude, there's a
0: lot of quotes here, so I'm probably just gonna go through this list of quotes. And here, um, Kat Dennings, she said, "Oh God, Bob Saget, the loveliest man. I was his TV daughter for one season, and he was always so kind and protective. So, so sorry for his family. It must have been an appearance on Two Broke Girls, probably.
1: No, it's actually pulled it up right here. No, 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 no. It's uh, he actually did a show. And hey, Kat in Dennings was his daughter. In 2002, yeah, hold on, which I didn't know, but he said he served. Sagan had a sitcom, in the WB titled "Raising Dad." It co-starred Cat Dennings, oh, Ray Larson, dad. and Jerry Adler, and lasted only one season.
0: Wow, Ray Larson was in it too. Yeah. Oh wow. Is,
1: it's, I'm assuming it was in 2001 because like the, the. I think it's
0: when WB had a bunch of these shows they were trying to get like more than one season.
1: Yeah, you know, like the
0: Good Guy Dad, whatever. But like this one, this one started in 2001.
1: Um, or they're starting the career timeline in here too, from 2001 to 2022. So they like started from 87 to 01, mm-hmm. but like here it says his active years were 77. That's why I meant like he probably started stand up in 77, mm-hmm. and then 87 is when he got he got into uh, television T V for a, a short stint as a member of the CBS's The Morning Program. Oh, so okay, that quickly led into him getting cast as Danny Tanner. So like, but man. Just in filmography alone. So in 77, he was, he came out in a documentary short called Through Adam's Eyes, which was like a student film at hmm. Temple University, because where he graduated from. Um, yeah, oh, I got half-baked. That's funny. Um, that's oh, that yeah. the first time we saw him outside of Full House. Oh, yeah, uh, half-baked. America's, you know, from that TV to see him in a, in a movie that for like two minutes. But like, it's fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, he and like he was in he was gonna be in another movie called uh, Killing Daniel, hmm. which is to be announced. But it says post production, Post posthumous release now because he's passed away. So so he
0: must he must have finished that work then.
1: Uh, I think so, but they haven't announced what his role was either. So it just says to be announced. Oh okay. Television, he's coming out. He came out of episodes of Bosom Buddies. Grace American Hero, It's a Living, obviously Full House, America's Funny. The All New Mickey Mouse Club, he came out as Danny Tanner. So like he even came out as those characters he played and certain in making guest appearances. Oh, Raising Dad, yeah, from two thousand and one to two thousand and two only lasted twenty two episodes.
0: And then wow, and then Kathy Griffin said, couldn't find nicer or sharper wit than Bob Shocked Shotgun devastated. Richard Lewis R.I.P. buddy. Life could turn to expletive in one moment. My heart aches for his whole family, and often a ruthless business. He was historically not just hilarious, but more importantly, one of the kindest human beings I ever met in my career. And Jeremy O'Harris said, I had the pleasure of once-in-a-lifetime cat interaction with Bob Saget and Norman Lear a few months ago. That had a warmth generally reserved for longtime friends. Every story I heard about Bob was confirmed that night. His dark humor, generosity, and love for people. It, it's like, you know... It's crazy, man. It's just one of those things where... It's like, a lot of these icons we're losing from our childhood are like, slowly vanishing, dude. And and right now, there's an article by People Magazine, um, people.com. Apparently, he spoke to his wife, Kelly Rizzo, hours before his death. Um, it says here... It was in the morning on Sunday, but he was found the afternoon. Said here, source says here, Saget was so excited coming off a great show. And he sounded really happy. Like he sounded, he was happy. So Pi, he was, he was scheduled. Says here, he was scheduled to fly home the next day. When Rizzo didn't hear from, him. she called the hotel, and the security was setting up the room. Hmm. Okay. And then it says here there's a statement about. His wife, saying, Kelly is completely devastated Bob was her best friend. Love her life, but they were so happy together and so happy they found each other, said the source. "They have not had the best marriage, and it can on such a deep level, she doesn't even know how to go on without him. Wow. Oh, look, at a picture of him, of him and of them together. Oh, wow. Monday, Rizzo released a statement. She called Saga her whole heart. Bob was my absolute everything, she said. I'm so completely shattered and disbelief. I'm so deeply touched by the outpouring of love and tribute from our friends, family, his fans, and his peers. Rizzo added, when the time is right and when the news is not as raw, look forward to sharing more of Bob with the world. Sharing how much he meant to me of all those around him and how much of his, all his fans and friends meant to him as well. Thank you for respecting my privacy at this time. Second survived by Rizzo and his three daughters, Aubrey who was 34, Laura 32, Jennifer 29, he shared with his ex-wife, Sherry Kramer. Mm-hmm. You now it's the family share how devastated they're following the former Microsoft videos. Passing says here... He was everything to us. We want you to know how much he loved his fans performing live and bringing people from all walks of life. Together with laughter, the family sent a statement. Though we ask for privacy at this time. We invite you to join us in remembering the love and laughter that Bob brought to the world. Man, when he did America Spawn home videos, he had all those suits and then how yeah. how he did the com- his commentary... When he did his commentary yeah, and the videos oh my god thing. like he changed funny. his voice when he does like those videos like his commentary yeah. i wonder how how many hours he had to go through watching those videos man just yeah the, just to yeah. pick out the ones that just to show on the air he was the first original youtube moderator basically yeah he's the you match of he's the commentator on youtube like you see these guys like how-to yeah. videos or like you know, you
1: wouldn't have your cat videos if it wasn't for him making
0: yeah, them. Like yeah, about it. That was like early. think about That was early YouTube, basically. That was oh, pre-YouTube when making funny I know it's still going on now, but like, you can't get the old school way it was because these video tapes, the fucking camcorders, were so freaking huge at that time. They're freaking heavy as hell just to hold those cameras up to get just to capture those moments. And they were like not people not being funny, It was just one of those unexpected not set up things. I suppose mm-hmm. nowadays, now, like, most of YouTube is pretty much, you know, either you set up pranks ahead of time now. Mm-hmm. It's To me, it's, like, more staged. And here, at Microsoft, videos, it was, like, more natural. They just bob, said like, doing this commentary for each of the videos and picking the winners. And saw how excited I was hosting that show and how excited the people, the contestants or, like, people doing some interviews, how they were excited when, you know, they got announced as, like, the winner of the episode and stuff. And I remember they used to have, like, to see people coming back. And I remember they had, like, the big, you know, big grand prize episodes where you bring many people from the past and, like, winners, and they all compete together, and whoever wins the ultimate one.
1: Mm.
0: I think people had to vote on there, too. I think they had to vote on the thing real time. So they actually had voting. Because I remember they showed to the three top three, and he's like, oh, yeah, go ahead and, you know, set your votes now of who wins. And they had, pick, they had to hit a machine or something in their seats to pick which one was the winner. mm mm-hmm. Band, dude, by a second, man. It was just wow, it's freaking nuts, dude. It's like just you know, you know, starting this year, it's kind of weird. But like, for me, it's been like finally, I've been like, I was on court, me and you were pretty much quarantined from the beginning of this year. I just barely ending my quarantine, I finally, get to go to my job finally after two weeks. You know, if I had COVID, guys let you know and believe me, it wasn't as bad because when you're vaccinated, you don't feel as bad. But it kinda made me think, you know, luckily I did have the vaccinations. It didn't hit me as hard. It to me it felt like a flu. But knowing that I did have it, at least I had it, my body knew how to react to it. So it kinda gave me like a hope. Maybe I should get a booster later on. We'll see. Maybe I should get the booster just to, you know, be on the safe side.
1: I I I feel one. It's up to you. I don't think
0: you. I don't, I don't think I need it, but necessarily or probably just it. remember to just keep up with my flu shots, basically too, because I had yeah. the flu shot last year too. Because I know now my age, like I probably have to start getting a flu shot every year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I know, guys. We start with Bob but i mean Come on. Um, I just found out that they did. Um, here we go. Um, they did find something about Betty White. I guess they finally got you know news of what happened according to this that the cause of death has been revealed according to the death certificate by TMZ Betty White passed away due to complications of a stroke she had suffered six days prior official uh. cause of death listed a cerebral vascular accident meaning that she lost blood flow to the part of her brain which resulted in brain damage and it says here she was alert and coherent after her stroke and died peacefully in her sleep on December 31st mm-hmm. so Damn. that's what happened oh wow
1: well, you see, and... Well, I guess maybe they withheld that from the news and stuff, so people not You know what I mean. They come out and start writing all these fucking articles mm-hmm. saying that she was probably doing this and that. And like, and it's sad to say, but, like... No, she was taking care of It herself. sounds like she passed away from natural causes, just like... Yeah. Just like most people hopefully get to do in their life. Um... But, yeah, it's it's strange to see because we're seeing a lot of people that we uh, were fortunate enough to grow up on as far as seeing the old stuff, um, given our, our childhood situation. But, like, that's that's why it's kind of it's interesting to see. Yeah, a lot of the people that we grew up with are, are getting older or they're kicking the bucket, unfortunately. But um, what I do like to see is that there's still... Um they were still able to live their lives and doing creative things that they wanted to, like even for I guess for instance Betty White, like she still found more success on T V Land and like making her appearances you know, And then like, she did like like
0: animal charities. Yeah. Um, like she's a big supporter of the LGBTQ community, like she was a big like supporter for that and
1: it's always nice to see a celebrity not turn into like a, a like a burnout. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't No
0: because like I was watching like scary. I was watching this watch Mojo Thing of her 20 bit moments and they had like a bunch of speeches she did like on the Golden Globes house she was like she was really humble her speeches like she didn't care for being you know famed. like it's like she's like if it were for you guys I want to be here you know yeah, like, that's I mean, why she was really humble like and man she had a talk show like she, I almost watched like yeah. comes to her old stuff I'm like holy shit it's like she was like Life Elizabeth, like Elizabeth was like her first stayed into it and then she had a little talk show uh, and she had this one actor this one African American dancer like tap dancer He was, like, was like up and coming And how the networks In the south saying no
1: Yeah they didn't
0: want him On, on there Then the 50s She's like you know what I'm, I'm still gonna have him on And she kept like Putting him on to the point She's like I don't care And she's like told the network like, I don't care Then they'll watch me then yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna Change anything And then She was on Mary Tyler Moore They brought her on to Mary Tyler Moore And then she was in Mama's family For a while Until she got to Golden Girls And right like, today um, Hulu just um, Today Hulu just Put up the What the fudge <laughs> Sorry, guys are watching soccer, soccer right now women's soccer uh, right now. Um was terrible. Like, that was goes. a foul, dude. Come on. Yeah, I don't
1: know why they like they took like maybe like
0: they took too long just well, to No, she keep, was
1: pulling her on her jersey. They're dumb. Like I don't know why she was acting like she didn't follow her. She pulled her down from
0: her jersey. Obviously it was a jersey ball.
1: She broke away.
0: Uh, yeah, and then um, you know, now today they just released the Golden Palace, which is like a spinoff, like kinda of like a spin off of Golden Girls. It only lasted twenty four episodes. It was on C B S apparently, but I seen the came out in a few episodes in there, too. But it was like a spinoff to Go Girls. So it was like a continuation, kind of. So it's kind of cool. It's like 24 episodes. Let's kind of see that. And then she was in Hot in Cleveland. is another show she was in.
1: Yeah.
0: And they
1: really had a pretty
0: decent run. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. They got that going on. And then um, I just saw the trailer for The Fresh Prince of Eller, like the, the the new, like kind of like the more dramatic feel. Oh,
1: of- that, yeah. That real
0: sort of produced it. But it looks really interesting. It looks really like it. It's like Will Smith. Like he's playing Will Smith, but it's like it's a more dramatic thing. Like even the actors are playing his family, like the cousins and Aunt Phil, uh, Aunt Vivian, Uncle Phil, and Jeffrey. They look really. It looks really good. It's like a dramatic version, which kind of kind of fits a little bit with the theming and stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they wanted to tell it in a different story, you like a gritty
0: type it? of story, yeah. I'm sure he probably just give it a new direction because yeah, like. I know comedy still is funny, but yeah. I know we're going to days with these reboots and stuff, but if you just take that screen just flip the it, just make it more dramatic, you know? Well,
1: well just, make it set yeah. for today's
0: time too. Well, also, make different. it set and make it set in today's age too. That kind of what helps too.
1: Right? I mean, it, it, I think it's just better. Well, I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of these things, but I, at least they are doing something different with it instead of just bringing back the same shit. Throwing in the, the, the people we like for fan service for the five minutes they give them, and then they're gone off the rails, and it just turns into like this combobbly. I like what this it's with like,
0: but I like what this scary. is, it's just it's a different cast. There's no, none of the original cast is in it. That's what kind of makes it different.
1: I mean, it has to make it different. I don't, I don't, like, just, I'm not going to say it's bad or not. I just, at least with, with having Will there kind of tell his. What he feels like the, the the Fresh Prince and it's and the characters and the and the whole the whole setting of Fresh Prince like if he can tell it in a dra- a dramatic way and I guess like that helps um, I don't I am, am biased with it just because like I love that show so much but mm-hmm. I, it's I guess it's interesting that he's doing it let him do it I don't will it get the same success as the original fresh is probably not because you can't recapture lightning in a bottle. It's just you can't. Um, as much as Hollywood thinks they can try, it's just not how it works. Um, so I, I think it is nice that he's doing a different telling of it. Yeah,
0: like I said, and apparently it's like I said, it's based on a viral YouTube video by Morgan Cooper. Yeah. To receive a two, it said Bellair received a two season order in September twenty twenty. Cooper serves as director and co writer show. Well, TJ Brady, Rashid Newsom are served the showrunners. All three are all executive producers, along with Will Smith, Terrence Carter, James Lasseter, Miguel Melendez, Marcus Spellman, Quincy Jones, Benny Medina, and Susie Borowitz. So they got some original. But it looks like it, the guy who did the YouTube viral video of it, like a I guess he did like a trailer or something, like a fan made trailer. I guess Will Smith liked it, and yeah, they, it's pretty much based off of that, like a more dramatic. Right, movie like I I feel like a picture to like what Riverdale did for. Like oh all the for shows. the Archie series, which yeah, I haven't just... seen it but it's heard it's really good. It's like Twin Peaks and For,
1: for teenagers. Sure. I mean like they I... just
0: taking the like character of Archie. You know, Archie was in the fifties. You know, it's like
1: Yeah.
0: Fifties Americana, but Archie was always evolving in the comics and they did like a bunch of things with Archie, like Archie's weird mysteries. And Archie is still a relevant character, but she's just taking those characters and putting in more of a dramatic reimagining. In well, a real, just like a to make style. it
1: relatable, because like you can't, like I'm sorry, people are not gonna relate to the 50s in 2022 now, let alone 2018. But it's just
0: taking the characters of Archie and just putting, uh, kind of yeah,
1: like that's that's what I mean by like you're you're getting these classic, um, these classic IPs and you're you're actually being creative with it, right? You're not just getting you're not just getting names to. <laughs> We'll say, for instance, Hollywood movies these days its not—it's—it's not, it's, it's like seventy percent reboots, thirty percent new things. So like, you get this name director. They come, they do this reboot, whatever. It ends up sucking, and then Hollywood goes back, and they're like, well, "What's go Why, why did we get a return on our investment? We we thought mm-hmm. it was going to be an easy sell. People still watch insert old old IP from the seventies and eighties here." We can sell to their kids, right? Well, wrong. You can't because not everyone, like, for the exception of us, like, our we didn't have a lot of channels to watch. And then our our folks watched TV, so we watched whatever they can. And in the morning, the two channels we had was what? Like, we would watch whatever they show.
0: show. Yeah, like, Saturday morning cartoons. We, were, we, we were, had Saturday morning cartoons. Right, but we were exposed to, like, sitcoms and shit. Like on Friday nights when we got home from school. Like, yeah, in like, the afternoons. We knew for the afternoons, like, like in the afternoons back in the day, we had Fox Animation afternoon. We showed Batman animated series. Well, with, that's animation. I mean, like, this. Yeah, my Batman series, like, think about it. We had then the evening, we had TGIF, which yeah. showed, like, you know, you had Full House, Family Matters, Step by Step, you know, Boy Meets World.
1: They're all... Which, they all did Except good. for Teenage like, Witch. Was, Everything was all p- planned, programmed, out. Yeah. So, like, it was hard, like... And and for us, like our parents weren't really much like, oh, we have to watch kids stuff with the kids. Like we no, they didn't, they wa- we watched what they were watching. It didn't matter. Like they didn't care. So like if we, my dad was watching soccer or we watching soccer, he was watching the Bulls or we watching the Bulls. So it's like with that with that, like we were able to wa- get exposed to a lot of like even sitcoms from before that, well like Three's Company, Sanford and Son, uh, good good times. Like so we we have a special remembrance of. These characters and actors who come out on these shows When they do pass away as they get older Like it, I feel like it impacts us just a little differently Because like I, mean, I can tell some people like sur- I come across people in my life Who are surprised that I'm able to like Know a reference they're talking about And I'm talking about oh, people yeah. who are 20-30 years my senior So like You would think this is, like How does this person know this And it's like I've, I've impressed a few uh, Females like dads like, I've impressed a few dads of, of women I used to go out with, with mm-hmm. my knowledge of old-ass sitcoms, like Jumping the Shark of shit. Things like those references, and, like, I think that's what helps bridge the gap, too, which, between generations, is, mm-hmm. is to show that, like, no, nah, no, nah, we were around, too. We know we dealt with the same bullshit y'all did, okay? So now, it's, it's interesting, like, and in, in as we remember Bob Saget today, this is why we're, like, he was very much that, like, Danny Tanner, like, carried with him. But mm-hmm. he was, like, that TV dad that everybody liked because he's, like, a single dad raising three daughters.
0: And he, he raises, got his buddies to
1: hang out. He so has his college
0: kind of like, roommate, and he has his brother-in-law helping out. Yeah,
1: so it's, like, it was such a different story to tell at that time, let alone in San Francisco, right? So it's just, like, yeah. it's it's it was... A way different thing to show like people who were growing up in a city or people who were in, in, in the suburbs or rural countries
0: like it was i think cool. what happened was it breaks the mold at that time where you know they thought oh all the moms takes care of kids but you go to a dad who lost his wife in a car accident according to the story was lost his wife in a car accident but it it was a different story where you pretty much you took like how you throw a single dad now like a widower you know they were raising three girls
1: yeah, it was just, it was something I'm sure they nobody was telling that story. It was it was a very unique situation, and like to get three, uh, well, two comics and a and a regular daytime soap opera actor to bring this like family com family humorous
0: type of sh- feel good show. And watching these guys who pretty much never had uh, any experience raising kids uh, in the show wise, I mean. Just doing her best You know Every week It was just finding, Like tuning in on Friday Just to see what they got What crazy shit They were gonna get up to It was yeah, like it that, all, was my, you know, that was my highlight you know. Of my day dude I was like Looking forward Every time I got home From school It was like On Fridays I was like Oh man We gotta see Full House See what's gonna happen next You know See what's gonna happen
1: And like you don't And so it's like He He is definitely One of those actors From that The 90's era Where like You know, like TV was still very much like that forefront of. Obviously, it was the last decade where people were still gathering around TV as a family or dinners as family, whatever. Like, obviously, things have changed. um, And I can get in a whole soapbox on that and my theories on why things are happening the way they are, but I don't. That's not for this podcast. That's for a podcast I'm working on, guys. So like, (laughs) don't, don't, don't. I'm not gonna get off on this one, but like, I will say, like, to wrap up the Bob Saget, like. RIP man Like I To To be a fan of his And TV And then like Later in life To be a fan of his comedy And like under, And like getting like The full Picture of his creativity And like I said You
0: had And you had and that privilege made... I never I think I remember yeah, I got to, uh, he, You got to see him live At he, least you got to see him live He, he you talked knew, like, He Cause David Cooley Did a stand up
1: set At the college I was going to at the time And he came and opened For him Like he did He introduced him that's why I fucking remember where I saw him he did like a quick five minutes and and, and introduced he, so he came out to Illinois to fucking uh introduce Dave Cooley, his old buddy from Full House on stage for him to do an, I think it was like an hour set hour and a half out of college and Bob Sag came and like I God like I wanted to meet him but he I think he dipped out pretty early, because he was at a college, I'm sure they don't want to get swamped by a bunch of kids, but, like, I'm sure people would have recognized them that age group I was in, so, like, uh, but, yeah, it was funny, because, uh, at the Beach Boys came to that college, too, so it wasn't random for them to book pretty, like, prolific people to do their, you know, their stuff, so, like, I, he did a five, quick five minutes, he was fucking hilarious, um, he didn't swear, obviously, he was at a college, but, like, it was, it speaks to what I heard today, Bill saying how he would fly to the people who want to support and go to their shows and then take them out to dinner and just, like, encourage them and, like, and stand up and all that stuff. So it's like this, for him to fly out to Illinois for a college, for not even his set, his friend's set, is, like, that just shows, like, that's a guy who is a class hack. Mm-hmm. And as we see from the people saying, like he was truly, like he'll be missed, and God yeah, stay honestly, and to me, have a friend like that again, like that's that's a strong, like it's like I wouldn't take that lightly.
0: Cause that's no, deal. that's why it's like if you got friends, people, like if you got those close circle of friends, you cherish every moment you have with them. Yeah, it's like with me, it's like I'm 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 blessed. Me and you, we got this circle of friends that we keep touching throughout this pandemic and checking on each other. It's like. We're all checking on each other. So it's, it's good to have this, like, close... Yeah, you got your cousins. Then you got your cousin spouses. And then you got your aunts and uncles. But having a small, circle group of friends meet you with them. And it's just like, we all keep checking, you know, we all check on each other to see if we're all okay. That it Because you never know. It's like one of those things where it's good to cherish the friendships. And, you know, and like I said, I think I remember one time... Like, just thinking back, because, like, I think back in years, I remember Comedy Central did, like, showed one of his specials. Showed, like, a Bob Saget Comedy Special. I just forgot what the name of the special was, and it was, like, a one-hour Comedy Central special. And, of course, wasn't like, Comedy Central, they had to censor some of the words. And it had to be, like, some early 2000s, and it was, like, Bob Saget. I forgot the name of the special, but it was so hilarious, like, watching it. It's, like, in my head, I'm, like, it's Freaking Danny Tennis swearing, dude. I'm like, what the heck, dude? It's like, yeah,
1: it's so weird
0: because I was like, so like, shell shocked. I'm like, this is the guy I grew up on Full House, pretty much everyone's dad, just watching him swear, talking to his shit. I'm like, what the fuck, you know? It's like, and he's, he's hilarious. And then the same, like, years back on Rogan and how he talked about what he did in his career and stuff, and how he. How he got started, how he got, does all these benefits, how he helps these young comedians, supporting them and stuff. Tell about his time on Full House. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a it, it's a sad like thing that go right now this weekend, just kind of like draws off. So, like I said, my condolences to his family, his daughters, his daughter's wife, his friends that grew up and grew up with him or worked with him. Or supporting him, also myself. Dude, RP Bob Saget, dude, comedy legend, man. You'll be missed. Mm-hmm. And please, guys, check this. Check his stuff out. If you can find it on YouTube, check out his podcast. If he still, his wife still has it up. His podcast from a couple years ago when we did the whole like talk with Dan, with Bob Saget. I forgot what it's called. Do You remember the name of the podcast? Uh, if you want to I'm look, look really it up, that way we can Google. just help plug. Yeah. Hopefully, his wife still has it up there for him. Um, check him out Full House I think Full House is available on um, Oh,
1: Bob Saget's here for you
0: Bob Saget's here for you it's on Spotify or any podcast outlets yeah Um, check him out of course if you want to hear his voice as well How Met Your Mother it's available on Hulu Um, Full House is available on Hulu as well if you want to see him on there I think Fuller House is still on Netflix because that was like the last things he did on TV as as Danny Tanner character um, and lucky if you, Hopefully you can find Any Bob Sackett stuff On YouTube Or any Or listen to his Like interviews on Rogan or Mark Marin Or any interviews He's done in the past
1: Yeah I would say Like even on his Podcast I'd recommend I just look it up Now I'm already Adding it to mine He does an episode With Bill Burr And this is Bill Burr Brilliantly rips Bob a new one. So oh, Dad, I definitely if gotta if listen you're to that a one. Fan of Bill Burr, like, there's truly, I would suggest like hearing these two
0: guys riff at each other. I, Dad, I definitely gotta, I gotta listen to that then, dude. So
1: like, it'd probably be a you know a good time if you want to just you know forget about your problems for the day and just laugh. I think I'd, I'd recommend listening to that episode. Um, but yeah, RIP Bob.
0: I mean I second go. i saw sorry, guys, this became a tribute to Bob's second episode. But before we go, I do want to. Um, pull up the I'm calling this the weirdest news of the day or the week segment so nothing to add at the end of this episode but we have pull up some weird articles and this comes from Uh articles written by Christian Hoffer and headline says two cops fired for ignoring robbery to play Pokemon Go and according to this I'm going to read from the article it says here this is from the article verbatim A recent judgment revealed that two Los Angeles police officers were fired for ignoring an in-progress robbery called the Play Pokemon Go. Earlier this week, a three-judge panel on California's court of appeals upheld the firing of two Los Angeles police officers after they contended they were improperly fired due to the use of an in car recording during disciplinary actions. Well, it doesn't seem like a very exciting news. It says the appeal publicized that the two officers were fired because an investigation determined that the pair ignored ignored an in-process robbery call to capture a Snorlax in Pokemon Go. The judgment states that the police officer allegedly had played Pokemon Go for nearly 20 minutes after ignoring requests request for backup on a robbery in-progress call. The officers then reportedly chose not to respond to a request for backup. Instead, spent the time driving around the they were capturing various Pokemon. At this hearing, a disciplinary hearing used a recording taken from the inside of a Paris patrol car that captured a duel discussing the attempted capture of a uh, that's I guess that's a po- new Pokemon. Keep in mind, this occurred back in 2016, back when Togeetic and Starlux were still considered a rare Pokemon within the game. The judge also notes that when they confronted with the evidence of the recording, the pair denied that they were playing Pokemon Go, they argued that Pokemon Go wasn't a game. For the judge, and the parents claimed that the recording showed them catching an image of a Pokemon and then acted tracking app to share with the other players that their activity was just an attempt to participate in a social media event. Ultimately, <laughs> the pair were charged with multiple counts of on-duty misconduct, including playing Pokemon Go (air quotes) while on patrol in a police vehicle, and then making false statements to an internal affairs detective during a subsequent complaint investigation. The pair were found guilty by a board of rights and most of the courts and were successfully fired from the department. Ferrar <laughs> <The pair laughs> argued that the use of <laughs> an in-car recording was against the law, which is how the subsequent <laughs> under-fire came to light. Well, I'm glad that.
1: Um Police are very accountable when it comes to fucking cops playing video games, but not when they actually break laws. Yeah, I'm surprised. But hey, you know what? I'm glad that they chose something that they felt was worthy enough to fucking lose their job instead of, like, I don't know, or doing fucking Starlax? to lose your job, <laughs> which have been a lot more worthwhile than I can think of, that like cops have been doing for centuries now. But hey, you know, like, I hope that they leveled up in their gym and then they got...
0: <laughs> what they want out of it? So I guess gonna, it was hey, worth it. it. Yeah,
1: hopefully it was, hopefully worth, it was it. worth it. But yeah, it was because they'll have a lot of time. Now you got plenty time to play. play. Come, Come on, on, go, go! Yeah, because they're gonna be looking for another fucking job. But kudos on them. Uh, this is LAPD, right? You said yeah, LAPD. LAPD. Yeah, hey, you know LAPD. LA's fine, it's just... You know, there's so much stuff they can fix in LA, but God forbid, no, not when there's Pokemon
0: Go. Oh, no, no, I can't go, I can't respond to that call right now. I gotta get, catch a, a fucking Storlax, yeah, man. That's oh, a, my God. Oh, hey, my look, God, that's horrible, so, man. Yeah, guys, to me, that's horrible for the people that got robbed, dude. It's like, because of these yeah. two incompetent officers decided to take their time. And no, in over fact, you guys are being videotaped for everything now.
1: Because Ash and Brock wanted to catch some damn Pokemon over here that they, they had a, on the
0: job. But, like, that's what I mean by like... And look at... We and they're are, arguing about the... Oh, it's a legal record. But, dude, you guys are being recorded regardless. Yeah. Because of the people's trust in you, dudes. I'm like... Well, but it's... A,
1: cause look, everyone at work checks their phone. I don't care who you are. We all do.
0: We all do. But sometimes we have to, like, put our phones down and work, man. It's like... Yeah,
1: but when you're a cop... <laughs> when you're a cop during a call that you're getting on the... For a robbery that's being taken place, and you decide to... Like, that's... That that's your job. Like, there's a difference, right? So this one you can't like. I guess kudos on the judge for you know handing down that sentence. But like, fuck, is that hilarious? Uh.
0: So that's where that's gonna be a new weekly thing. Now we're gonna find some weird news, news and your podcast news of the week. So thank you guys, thank you guys again, guys. Hope you enjoy our little Bob Saget discussion. Like I said, check out his work on Hulu. And also Netflix. Um, also YouTube. You can find check his. Out, yeah, check out his Samuel. podcast. His last podcast. His podcast work he did recently did. Check out the. Just find anything on Bob Saget or anything. Just look up Bob Saget. Just guys. Just look up his work. You know. Once again. Condolences to his family. You know. He will be Miss. Comedy legend. And then. Obviously that would do it for this week. I'll make sure to check out the backlog of the podcast. On Anchor. Google, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Audible and other podcast outlets. Um, make sure to check out our merch store at spring.com, slash store, slash Pop. Follow the podcast on Twitter at poptalkin', all one word, that's P-O-P-T-A-L-K-I-N. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com, slash Pop. Make sure to hit that like button, that way you can find out what is going on in the world of pop culture. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll see you guys again next week. As always, geek on and take care.